Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Matt Ryan is now the highest paid player in the league. We have finally crossed the $30 million per year average. Matt Ryan signing a five-year, $150 million deal with the Atlanta Falcons. I want to talk about the quarterback position and where it is in football right now, especially given the fact that the Steelers have just drafted Mason Rudolph Ben Roethlisberger's eventual replacement. You know, there's there's a definite uh, shift happening between the highest paid quarterbacks in this league and then the the teams that are having the most success. And I don't think that they're necessarily the, the same in the same uh, category. So we'll talk about that today. I also want to talk about you know we've talked so much about this year's draft and how the Steelers did in 2018 and what positions they missed out on and that kind of thing. Let's talk about where this team is going to be a year from now. Right now that we know where this team went this year, what what does 2019 look like for the Pittsburgh Steelers? What are the likely choices the Steelers are going to have to make a year from now? Before we do that, let's start with some news and notes. Jason Witten, the tight end of the Dallas Cowboys, agreeing to become the Monday Night Football Analyst alongside play-by-play guy Joe Tessitore. So there'll be a new crew for Monday Night Football this year. Jason Witten retiring from the Dallas Cowboys to make this move. I really enjoyed Joe Tessitore's work as a college play-by-play guy. Uh, he has a great voice, uh, very, very good as a play-by-play guy. And, and Jason Witten, you know, I think hopefully he's a good play or, or a good analyst. You know, this is certainly this kind of Tony Romoification of the analyst position of trying to find the next Tony Romo and trying to find really smart football players who, you know, come right out and know about the league and can speak intelligently about the league. I was hoping to see Peyton Manning in this role. I think Peyton Manning would make an, is another one of those guys who could make a very good analyst. But Monday Night Football will have a new crew this year. It'll be Joe Tessitore, Jason Witten, and they will be calling week three for the Pittsburgh Steelers at Tampa Bay. That'll be a Monday Night Football game. We'll hear the new Monday Night Football crew. Bruce Arians, the former offensive coordinator for the Steelers, also becoming an analyst now. He uh, he retired this year as the Atlanta uh, or the Atlanta the Arizona Cardinals head coach, and he will become an analyst in the booth with Greg Gumbel uh, and and Trent Green for CBS. That is kind of the B crew. So of course Jim Nance and Tony Romo, the A crew, the the best crew uh, when it comes to announcing football games. But Greg Gumbel, Trent Green, and now Bruce Arians. I think Bruce Arians is a really smart guy. You know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Bruce Arians as an offensive coordinator for this team. But certainly when you listen to him talk, uh, you know, he knows his stuff. He's a very good, uh, very good communicator. And hopefully he will make for um, a very good analyst because Trent Green, to be honest with you, leaves a lot to be desired in that, in that CBS booth. And then finally, the Steelers moved most of Ryan Shazier's $8.7 million salary this year to a signing bonus. And so what does that mean? Well, nothing for the Steelers as far as how the salary cap works and, and what the Steelers aren't really saving any money from a salary cap perspective by doing this. This is just a really cool gesture by the team. What it means is he won't have to wait for the season and for his game checks to get paid. Right? He's going to just get a check for $8.2 million right away. Uh, so really cool gesture, really classy by the Steelers to do this move. Um, and it's, it's pretty awesome to see. And then let's talk about this Matt Ryan deal. Five years, $150 million, $30 million a year average. My goodness. Quarterback pay has just become absurd money. Absurd money. And it's led to a very interesting thing that's happening with roster construction. We talk about Matt Ryan making $30 million a year, right? 
to put that into perspective, right? Ben makes $21 million a year. That's $9 million a year difference. What can you spend in a year for $9 million, right? Morgan Burnett, the Steelers' biggest free agent they brought in this year, is averaging $4.5 million over the life of that contract. So that's two Morgan Burnett's between Big Ben and Matt Ryan, right? It's a pretty big difference. And it's why I think a lot of these big quarterback deals haven't really hit. The biggest contract before this one, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has won one playoff game, I think, in his entire career. I'm not even sure they've won a playoff game. Derek Carr, never won a playoff game. $25 million a year. Andrew Luck, I mean, that deal, a lot of injuries played into that, but $25 million a year for Andrew Luck. Joe Flacco, $22 million a year. He was the highest paid quarterback in the league at one point. And you look at some of the deals that got thrown out this offseason. Not just Matt Ryan making $30 million a year. Kirk Cousins making $28 million a year now. Jimmy Garoppolo, 27 and a half. All of these teams have, have less salary cap space now, have less money to go around to surround these quarterbacks with talent. Yes, you need a quarterback in this league to win. There's no doubt about that, right? You absolutely need a top-flight quarterback to win. But what's starting to happen in this league, what's becoming interesting about this league, is that it is becoming more and more apparent that the, the best way to win is not to have one of these quarterbacks who are making $30 million a year. It's to take a quarterback, get him on the field as early as possible, and get him playing well as early as possible, and then using that savings to surround them with talent. I'm going to throw out three names here. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Blake Bortles. Now, you may laugh at the Blake Bortles thing, right? Because Blake Bortles, not necessarily the, uh, a, hall, a future Hall of Fame quarterback. But that team was in the AFC Championship game last year. And he didn't play horribly wrong a, a lot of that year. Right? He, he didn't, there were a lot of games where he, he had a chance to lose the game for them, and he didn't do that. Blake Bortles certainly evolved his game last year to becoming more of a game manager. But Blake Bortles, one of the other things about Blake Bortles is that he only made $6.5 million last year. This year he makes 10. That team was in the AFC Championship game. And think about how much talent that team has on defense, on their offensive line. They are, you know, they have they have done a very good job on that team surrounding him with talent. Jared Goff and the LA Rams. Jared Goff makes seven and a half million dollars, and he has two years left on that deal. Jared Goff and the LA Rams, they went out and just splurged, right? Indomitian Sue, Brandon Cooks. I mean, they they brought in uh the Marcus Peters, right? They, they are loading up full of talent. Because again, when you talk about Matt Ryan making $30 million a year and Jared Goff making 7.5, right? That's $22.5 million extra that the Rams have to just throw around at other players, to surround themselves with other players. Carson Wentz in the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, who, yes, he was hurt and he, you know, he didn't win the Super Bowl last year, Nick Foles did, but that team was 13 and 3 last year with Carson Wentz. $7.25 million, and they have two more years left. And that's why they were able to go out this offseason and continue to load up that team full of talent. You want to know why the Chiefs sent Alex Smith packing? Not just because Alex Smith had a, a problem winning playoff games, but because Patrick Mahomes, their rookie that they took a year ago, who's now going to be in his second year, $3.7 million, and he's got four years left on that deal. The Chiefs can now afford to go out and spend money around him. They brought in uh, the wide receiver from the Rams, Sammy Watkins. 
the Houston Texans, and Deshaun Watson. I think they figure to be uh, a, a Super Bowl contender, maybe not this year, but in the, in the upcoming years. Why? Because Deshaun Watson looked terrific last year. He looks like one of the best young quarterbacks in football. He makes $3.7 million, and he's got four more years in that deal. And they can go out on that team and load themselves up with talent, or they don't have to lose a bunch of talent around him, right? They can sign guys to the big deals. You look back at what at how Seattle won the Super Bowl, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl they won against Denver. It was 2014. Remember, they were in back-to-back Super Bowls. That was Russell Wilson playing on his rookie deal, making you know, less than a million dollars a year, and they were able to not just put together the Legion of Boom, but keep it together. And I think that's really important, right? That's what's, that's what's happening to the quarterback position. And so when we talk about, to spin this back to the Steelers, we talk about Ben making $21 million a year. And we're ha- we have that savings right now over Matt Ryan and over these top guys. I think Big Ben is a better quarterback than anyone I named on that list. And of course, what's funny about that list is you don't hear Tom Brady's name on that list. You don't hear Aaron Rodgers' name on that list, right? You know, it's a very cyclical thing, quarterback, when it's only when your deal comes up that you get to become the highest paid guy, right? So where Aaron Rodgers probably should be the highest paid guy, his contract just isn't up for another couple of years. And so he's going to make, you know, whatever he makes. I think he makes uh, in like the, in the 20s. But Ben makes 21 and Ben's got two years left. And yes, we have a savings over Matt Ryan. But if Ben Roethlisberger does retire after this season, let's say the Steelers win the Super Bowl this season and he retires, or two, two years from now, right? He plays out the end of his contract, he retires. Forget about his three to five thing. Let's say he does retire. Well, the Steelers now have a savings at quarterback that is, you know, it is, it is Russell Wilson-esque. Mason Rudolph, a third-round pick who would have been able to sit for a year or two. We're not just coming in and we got this guy in the third round and that's a steal because we were able to get Terrell Edmonds and James Washington as well. It's that we were able to then save, you want to talk about Matt Ryan to Jared Goff being $22.5 million. How about Mason Rudolph making $900,000 a year versus, versus Matt Ryan's $30 million versus Jared Goff's $7.5 million, right? That means the Steelers are then going to have the salary cap space to go out and pretty much do whatever they want. Now, we know the Steelers aren't going to be big about going out and signing free agents, and that's, that's not their MO. But it could mean that some guys who are coming up on contracts, the Steelers could afford to re-sign. The question really would be, who are those players going to be, right? Who are the, the good young players that this team is developing that they want to spend that money on? Certainly, Juju fits the bill. TJ Watt may fit that bill. But you know, there's so many question marks on defense about Artie Burns, Sean Davis, Bud Dupree. We've talked about these guys, right? One of the issues that the Steelers may have two years from now is just you know they, they kind of have to reload in free agency because a lot of their rookies or a lot of their young guys just haven't hit. But it, it is interesting. It's something we have to keep in mind because... You know, again, I don't think I don't think the Steelers are going to let Ben Roethlisberger go at the end of his contract. But if he does retire in the next year or two, the savings that the Steelers have at quarterback, if Mason Rudolph is a quality quarterback, means that the Super Bowl window is reopened again just from a salary cap perspective, just from an ability to acquire talent perspective. That that 21 million dollars that they're saving, the 20 million dollars that they're saving can be used not just on guys like Juju and retaining but bringing in outside talent to try and reload this team back up for a Super Bowl run. So uh, interesting there, looking at Matt Ryan's deal. And again, I just I think, yes, you have to have a quarterback in this league, but you, the amount of money teams are spending on quarterbacks right now 
it, it's a little out of whack. I think it's we're gonna. Ha- I don't know if the NFL is gonna find Jesus on this one, but um, it certainly means that you, know, you look. You look at this year's draft: five quarterbacks taken in the first round. How many of those guys hit? And you're talking about Super Bowl. You know, it's rare to say this, but Super Bowl windows being opened up for teams like the Jets, teams like the Cardinals, teams like the Browns. You know, again, they they have all this money to go out and spend on other players because their quarterback does not have to make the $30 million that these other big guys are making. So, um, not, again, not to say that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl <laughs> two years from now, but they certainly have set themselves up just from a salary cap perspective to surround those players with a ton of talent. And the Steelers will certainly have that opportunity should Ben Roethlisberger retire before Mason Rudolph's contract is up. All right, and then let's end today talking about what's going to happen in 2019. Where will this team be looking at the 2019 draft a year from now? It's interesting because in in doing some research for this and looking over the roster and trying to figure out how many guys are coming up on a contract uh, in 2019, there's just not that many. We know about Le'Veon Bell. Everyone's talked about Le'Veon Bell. But Le'Veon Bell is on this franchise tag, and and will he resign? Will he not? Right? That's, That's been talked about to death. And it's certainly going to continue to be the story this offseason. Will Le'Veon Bell resign? If he doesn't, running back vaults itself near the top of the list of, of needs going into next year's draft. Vince Williams, the inside linebacker, also on a contract year. This year, he will be a free agent after the season. And Ramon Foster, the guard, also will be a free agent after this year. Ramon Foster is going to be 32-33. Uh, so could potentially move on from him. Vince Williams a little younger. The Steelers could potentially bring back Vince Williams maybe as a, a guy who um, who could come off the bench if the Steelers upgrade that position. Or maybe he plays well enough this year to earn a starting role. Regardless, though, the questions that happened this year about should the Steelers take an inside linebacker in the first round? Should they take a running back in the first round? Figure to be the same kinds of questions we're going to be asking next year, right? Except that running back is going to be a more immediate need. Now, quarterback comes off the table, thank goodness. We don't have to worry about taking a quarterback next year. But that question of running back versus inside linebacker next year, or really what, what's going to end up happening is not just inside linebacker is going to be a question next year, but but much like it was this year, right? Something on defense is going to be the question next year. And it could be cornerbacks going to re-enter the conversation when we start talking about next year. Do we pick up Artie Burns' fifth-year option? Do we re-sign Joe Hayden? Right, Sean Davis's contract will be coming up after the 2019 season. And so the Steelers will have a lot of discussions about the secondary. Bud Dupree will be playing on his fifth-year option. So what are we going to do at edge rusher, right? We're going to go into next year's draft a lot like we did this year, which is address something on defense, probably inside linebacker. But the problem is, if they don't re-sign Le'Veon Bell, well, then running back enters right into the conversation, Right? And we no longer live in a world like we did in 2013 when Le'Veon Bell was picked where running backs were very devalued. Le'Veon Bell was a mid-second round pick in 2013. No running backs were taken in the first round that year. So, you know, and, and, and no first round running backs the year after either. I mean, 2014 was the same thing. Now we live in a world where, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's being taken fourth overall, Leonard Fournette fourth overall, Saquon Barkley second overall this year. Court, running back is a much more valued position, especially in the draft. And so we talk about getting value in the second and third round, and that's true. But that's becoming less true now. You look at this year's draft. 
seven running backs taken in the first few rounds. Three running backs in the first round. By the time the Steelers picked in the, sec- in the second round, all seven of those running backs were gone. So we look at next year's draft, and yes, we are going to be talking a lot about defense, 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 and continuing to reload on this defense. But first round next year may be a situation where this team has to go offense again, where we have to take a running back. Because, you know, there is no, there, there is no savior on this team beyond Le'Veon Bell at running back. I like James Conner, but James Conner is not a starting running back in this league. And yes, I understand that there's not a long-term starter at inside linebacker either. And there isn't anyone pushing Bud Dupree at edge rusher. And so those are going to have to be positions next year as well. But, you know, to me, this just puts more fuel on the let's get this Le'Veon Bell deal done. Because do we really want to go next? Yeah, yes, we don't, we don't want to pay $15 million for Le'Veon Bell. But, but do we really want to go into next season having to worry about Oh, we're going to take an inside linebacker in round one or two, or we're going to have to take a running back. Is that where we want to be? Because that's where we're going to be a year from now. We could sign Le'Veon Bell to what would be, you know, too probably too big a premium, right? If we pay him fifteen a year, sixteen a year, whatever he wants. Yes, it would probably be too much money to pay for a running back. But this team has so many needs on defense that it may just make sense. It may just make sense to pay Le'Veon his money. Keep the Super Bowl window open again through Ben Roethlisberger's contract and continue next season to reload on a defense that doesn't seem to have many young stars outside of its defensive line. Let's not put ourselves in a situation a year from now where we're again having conversations about having to take offensive players in the first couple rounds. Let's continue to reload this defense. All right, that's going to do it for me. Thank you all for listening this week. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter at Steeler Country, got a fun week of podcasts for you next week. John Ledyard of uh, this podcast, he was the former host of this podcast. He will be on next week to discuss the NFL draft. If you listen to my old podcast, Steeler Country, Mike and Joe are coming on next week. We're going to talk about a lot of things, uh, not just the draft. Uh, we'll talk about uh, James Harrison, his retirement. We'll break down the schedule. Got a lot of fun stuff coming next week. So I'll be back on Monday for more Locked On Steelers.